0: Five, four, three, two, one. Wendy Bell. Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? All right, Today we're going to talk
1: about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph, and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm gonna come straight down to where it intersects with my round line. Now there's gonna tell me how much I have to round to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you round, the more you're gonna find out. And also,
0: if you stay down here and you never round, You'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Hour number three. Day is going quickly. This is the Wendy Bell radio program. It is your home for common sense conservatism. You know, I want to tell you, we had a lot of eyes, a lot of ears on the show today. And if you haven't known, I haven't met John Guandolo yet. Let me tell you quickly about him as an FBI special agent in the Washington field office after September 11th of 2001. You know, a lot of the questions about the U.S. Islamic movement and the but Muslim, I can't even say, the Muslim Brotherhood came John's way because he was training agents and analysts and task force officers across the country about these matters. He's a, he is a national security expert. And he's always with us on Fridays, which is such a gift and a blessing. John, I want to welcome you back. Brennan, uh, you know, these are what are these people doing coming back into our government? John Clapper, Brennan, what the hell?
1: (laughs) Always awesome to be on with you, Wendy. Uh, Thanks for the um, uh, discussion this morning. Well, you know, it's interesting. The uh, Secretary Mayorkas of the Department of Homeland Security has created this new um panel and he's calling it the homeland intelligence expert groups and the uh, of course the intent or the purported intent is, sounds good right it's to get professionals in the private industry to help solve the very complicated national security problems we have but when you actually look at who these people are this is uh the stinkiest mm. crap from the deep state this is the the uh, those leaders inside uh the, the people that have served in government and are now in the private sector who are enemies of liberty and yes john brennan and james clapper are at the top of the list uh but the list also in- includes others that are not good but we can start with with john brennan and, and james clapper but Also on the list is the former CIA case officer, Paul Colby. And he, along with Brennan and Clapper, are three of the 51 people that actually signed that letter uh, publicly and publicly stated that the idea that there's any information or evidence of wrongdoing or corruption by the president on Hunter Biden's laptop was, quote, Russian intelligence operation, mm-hmm.
2: and these are the people hired now that we're paying for. This is the payback. Is this the payback? We're going to we're going right. to give you something, a bone, if you do this for me. I'll find a way to help you out. And it's not enough, right? right? It, they've got to come back into the 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 government and fudge things up even more,
1: right? And and what they're going to do, of course, is they're going to make recommendations to Mayorkas, who are who is colluding with them. And so they're going to give the public appearance of, hey, we've got this independent you know, national security experts group, and they've strongly recommended you know, X, Y, and Z, and we look at it, and we realize these are great recommendations. So we're going to, we're going to actually do this. And so it gives the appearance mm. of being an objective third party, but these are all the turds that are out to destroy America. And I, let me just give you one quick example. Uh, Tashina Galbar, who is on that list, which is not a big list. I think it's about uh, a dozen, dozen and a half people on this list. And this is the woman who worked at DOJ, who is at the heart of the Clinton email investigation, who worked with Eric Holder at his law law firm, uh, which was supporting terrorists. Uh, and this, is, these are the kinds of people that are on this list. Um, Anyway, it's just it's it's amazing that, uh, but not surprising. It's uh, all a
2: front. It's all a front. We're gonna pay. We're gonna pay you to pretend as though the things we're gonna push forward, which suck, don't suck, and we're gonna pretend that you have some kind of political clout to say that they don't suck. Meanwhile, right. we all know that they suck.
1: That's right. There we go. And 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 I just use this, you know, uh, as you know, my my kind of what I've said a lot on this show is. I don't think it's worth getting energized over. I think it's just to say this is just one more Mm -hmm. major arrow in the quiver of the Adversaries of Liberty, and they're using the system. As you talk about a lot on your show, they're actually using the system to get it done. They're not, you know, the appearance is, hey, we're working within the system. We're doing the best we can when they're actually intentionally, you know, driving not only driving the enemy into our system mm-hmm. but at, at advancing uh the enemy's narratives and objectives inside our own system. Well this is
2: this is as preposterous John as uh Joe Biden announcing the uh, office of gun violence prevention. There's a there's an office. We're going to we're going to put a bunch of people who suck led by Kamala Harris because that's gonna move the needle and we're gonna talk we're gonna we're gonna fix this whole gun violence thing <laughs> no you're not because taking well, guns I, away from the law-abiding people John doesn't solve the
1: problem. Well and, and I think the the evidence of their nefarious intent is if they were really concerned with saving people, we would outlaw automobiles and uh, toilet seats because I'm pretty sure more people drown in toilets then are killed uh, innocently by guns every year. But we're not doing that, or get rid of bathtubs, and we're not doing that. Uh, but we are going after uh, the right of individual humans to defend themselves, uh, which is a natural right, and it exists with or without our Constitution, with or without a, a United States. That's a human right, basic natural right. But they're not interested. It's just like when they say we're interested in climate change or <clears throat> economic... Uh, equality, or we're concerned with, you know, uh, discrimination. They're not. Their actions prove that these are issues that they use to advance their tyranny, which is control of the state and power. That's what they want. And that's what they're seeking to achieve. And they're openly advancing the leaders of the communist movement and Islamic movement, Uh, their collaborators and financiers here inside the United States. And this is just one more policy and internal uh, creation to do that.
2: Yeah, I've been watching what's happening in Lahaina, John, and this is throwing you a curveball. I I don't think we could see the infiltration of darkness and evil and communism and all of this stuff in in, in a more like targeted spot than in that zip code right there. It's been breathtaking.
1: It, It has been. And again, I think what's interesting is the American people, while they are slow to turn, uh, you know, we've talked about this, when they do, when it actually clicks in, you know, I, I go back to the, you know, the Japanese, you know, the the famous quote, I, I fear we've awoken the sleeping giant, because the American people, when they lock on to just how corrupt this this government is, and that they are actually taking actions to kill Americans, whether it's through the vaccine or through what happened out in Hawaii or, one, you know, the war in Ukraine, whatever it is. I think it's just so hard for people to believe that their own government is this evil. And I think it takes a while for that to seep in. But each one of these things that you're pointing out, like this simple creation of this homeland, you know, intelligence experts group that is filled with anti-American um individuals who have a history of opposing true justice, of hating and America, liberty.
2: yeah, hating America. We're going to put the people. We're going to put as Matt Gates. We're going to put if we're going to drain the swamp. You don't put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise, right? If you're, right. Going to, if you're going to actually try to figure something out, but but they don't want to try to figure something out. This is all the guise of doing something, and nothing ever is accomplished. But it's put behind the this this veil of progress as they continue being corrupt.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. Is it wrong for me to say that,
2: that I hate everybody? Is it is, is that wrong I feel that way?
1: <laughs> I think the the key is and this is you know we talked about this the last time I was on the show. I think the key is if we're able to main if we the patriots, those who believe in the founding principles, those who are fighting for liberty, if you're able to keep your your sense of humor and your love for the country and you see these people for what they are, they're tyrants and they're 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 evil 100 what and what they're doing and uh instead of like i don't i don't hate them i just believe that that we're going to keep doing what's right and what's just and what's good and if we keep focusing on that they're going to get steamrolled by the american people but we need more american people on board right
2: but you're a better person than I am, because I, I do hate people. <laughs> and I, I do hate people who hate who hate America. You are my enemy. If you don't love the greatest place on planet Earth, then you are my enemy, period.
1: They are our enemies. They are definitely enemies of me and of you and people who love America. Um, but I think it's, it's easier to stay clear-minded and focused on the task if we don't let those emotions of anger and hatred uh, get in our way, and we just focus on taking america back
2: well i've I've failed today in that endeavor then because i've come in hot the entire show but i want to say this john (laughs) john hang tight for me because you're going to come back with a story that i think is very personal for you because it involves part of your past but it has a bigger overarching message for all of us ladies and gentlemen we are listening to john guandolo our national security expert you're going to have more with him and it's it's interesting you need to hear this next on the wendy bell radio network All right, let's get back out to John Guandolo. He is our national security expert here on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. And, John, you sent something to me you wanted to talk about. Take it away.
1: Well, I um, wanted to talk about this story that is becoming a national news story, and I would argue now is about a uh, an all-boys school in Salzburg, Pennsylvania, just east of Pittsburgh, not far from where you are, called uh, the Kiske School. And Kiski has been around since 1888. And the reason I wanted to chat about it is, is twofold. One, because there is a move afoot uh, that might happen as early as tomorrow, a vote by the board there uh, at Kiski to open Kiski up to be co-ed. That's number one. And number two, uh, the other reason I want to talk about it is because I went to Kiski. And Kiske, I would argue, and I've actually shared on a little bit about this on the show, that uh, Kiski has a, a huge impact in my life and my successes, uh, and I, I'd like to talk about both of those. And first, I'd like to start with the fact that the board believes and the leadership of Kiski believes it must now go co-ed and the reasons that are being put to the front is that they just can't compete in today's, you know, boarding school world without being co-ed. So right out of the gate, from, a, from that perspective, the leadership of Kiske and their board is putting finances before principals. Now, I am not ignorant of the fact that you have to balance a budget and you have to pay for things. The thing that has made Kiski arguably, if not the most unique boys' school for nine through 12th, 12th grade in the country, certainly if it's not the uh, most impactful, it's one of them, is the fact that it has remained a single-sex boys' school that has imbued young men with principles and a phenomenal education. And the fact that historically... All of the data that we have on hand, and I actually have studied this, demonstrates that single-sex men's and women's, boys' and girls' schools are much more effective in teaching young men and young women uh, and educating them. That environment produces. There's something about it, and there's a lot of details we could talk about. The point is, the evidence and the data on the table is overwhelming. So if you say that we're going to put finances before the actual success of these young people, then you might as well shut down. I would rather the school shut down than do what they're getting ready to do. And the reason it's becoming and is now a national issue is because it is one more place Mm -hmm. that has been a great example of what can be and what, can be in a community, and what, and and the thing is, this is not a, a a school, a boarding school, for rich people. I mean, I was there, and most of my classmates. While there were, of course, some people whose families had money, it was mostly a, a what I would call like a working class mm-hmm. uh, prep school, and it gave young men, including me. Amazing uh, opportunities, because they had great professors, great teachers, great leadership, and just the structure there of having to wear a coat and tie, having to go, you know, going to meals together and eating family style, and keeping, you know, learning how to behave. I mean, the whole thing mm-hmm. is what America is starving for today, and this is one more institution getting ready to flush you know, 135 years of great experiences down the toilet. And that's why I'm glad you're giving me the opportunity to share about this.
2: Well, 100%. And it's interesting because I have been off on a rant at the beginning of today's show. And I know it's unpopular, but I was saying, I think a lion's sh- the lion's share of issues in this country, and it sounds terrible to say this, there's a lot of women who are f- fudging up this world. I personally believe in the one-sex school. I believe it's great uh, I, my sons go to an all-boys Catholic school. I understand Kiski is an extraordinary place. We need to say no to things. Stop doing this, John. You get my last 30 seconds.
1: Well, the good news is there, there's there been a uh, GoFundMe hmm. a site set up uh, for uh, Kiski Prep, and there are alumni coming out mm-hmm. of the woodwork. To, to say absolutely not. So I guess uh, what I would encourage people to do is uh, certainly pray for Kiski yep. but look it up online uh, at GoFundMe and uh, cons- consider yeah. donating or at least uh, offer your prayers up and uh, offer some support Amen. for the alumni who are trying to hold the line.
2: Amen. We got to hold it somewhere. John Guandolo, our national security expert. Thank you, my dear. Glad to have you back. Ladies and gentlemen, hang tight. We got good news. We got bad jokes, but we got to talk about this gun thing. Kamala Harris is now going to be our guns are what? Oh, we'll walk you through the madness next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Have you ever heard of something dumber than this in the last five minutes? Dumber than this. President Biden launches a gun control office. How are you going to control people with guns? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to get a bunch of bureaucrat losers together and we'll hire the biggest loser of all, Kamala Harris, and we'll put her in charge and we'll sit around and we'll talk about it. And then what we'll probably do is we'll draft some legislation, which is completely unconstitutional, but nothing other than a gun grab, kind of like what the New Mexico governor tried to do and failed to do because people who like their guns said, hell no. But we're going to try it anyway. And we're going to say that guns are killing people. It's a scourge. And it's probably brought about by climate change literally are these the conversations that they have at the way white- is this like the deep thoughts going on at the white house hey earl earl get in here all right here's what, what i want to do uh, too many guns we need to create a narrative about the guns we tried the whole police thing police hate black people and so they're chasing them down and trying to kill them all in the streets but that didn't sell right so we're gonna try something else just too many guns too many kids 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 and guns kids getting killed with guns yes we're gonna go take everybody's guns there you go Biden administration formally announced the creation of the first ever federal office of gun violence prevention how stupid the white house said the office which will be overseen by vice president kamala harris and led by prominent gun control advocates i hope david hogg has a job oh god please let it be so will, quote, focus on implementing executive and legislative action to end the scourge of gun violence in America. Well, you know what? I'm going to newsflash. If this is really what it was, and it, of course, is not, because the whole purpose of this is to create the narrative that you must give back your gun. But considering we've had 49 straight months of 1 million gun sales in this country per month, I'm going to say good luck over my dead body, okay? Okay. They're going to get a bunch of people together and we're going to pretend that we're the way we're talking. We're going to make some rules and that's going to change things. Well, no, because criminals know they can do whatever they want. Law abiding people don't shoot and kill people unless it's self-defense. People who go to buy a gun, who go give an ID to buy a gun, who wait for the background check to come through to get their gun, who then go to a gun range buy ammunition. Maybe pay to, to be a part of like armed and feminine the way we took lessons on the range, right? These are not people who are out robbing homes and shooting people on the street. And they know it. And so creating a stupid office under the guise of getting down to the boat, it's like causing, we're going to get to the root causes of migration, right? Well, I don't care what the root cause is. I can tell you if you close the door, it stops, right? I, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I can, I can see that. Of course, Keeping people from dying is never the cause. They don't care. They don't care about anything. They care about being in control, and that means trying to take your guns. So this is another one. This is a slippery slope. I'll be watching them. How about this headline? This isn't going to kick you in the pants. We've got Randy Weingarten. She's flying all over to Ukraine. She's part of this task force, right? $25 billion Joe Biden wants of our money to send over there. Randy, Randy Weingarten working with the Bill and Hillary Corrupt Foundation of SOC. Well, we got to protect Ukraine. We, really, we, we, it, whatever happens to Ukraine matters to the world. Really? Well, apparently what happens in Baltimore doesn't matter. Because at 13 Baltimore City High Schools, zero students, zero, zero, for those of you who speak Spanish, zero students tested proficient on the 2023 state math exam oh goody but i agree we should totally focus on other things like ukraine that's exactly where we need to be this comes to us from wbff in baltimore the latest round of state test results raising alarm in baltimore city schools you think how those democrats doing (laughs) i love these public schools they're knocking it out of the park so successful we should have school choice no We wouldn't want that Baltimore project. Baltimore found 40% of Baltimore city high schools where the state exam was given did not have any students, any students who scored proficient in math, not one. This is educational homicide said Jason Rodriguez, deputy director of people empowered by the struggle It's a Baltimore-based nonprofit. Stop voting Democrat, Jace. 2021, the group held rallies calling on Baltimore City School's CEO, Dr. Sonia Santolini, to resign over low test scores, failing graduation rates, and a lack of transparency. Now, after seeing what Project Baltimore discovered, Rodriguez is renewing those calls. There is no excuse, he said. We have a system that is just running rogue, and it starts at the top. Oh, she has a Ph.D. Doctor. She's brought. Well, I'm sure she's a minority. Um, hopefully she's gay. I mean, we might as well get a triple play there. We might as well get if we're going to check boxes and watch our children suffer because education has never has never been the focus. Right. We should at least have that. Let's see what's going on here. Blah, blah, blah. Students took the test last spring, a few months ago, 13 Baltimore City high schools, not a single student could do basic grade level math. And then they list all of the schools, right? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students. That's not the only alarming finding, though. In those 13 high schools, 1,736 students took that test. 1,295 students, 74.5%, scored a one out of four. One. One out of four. One is the lowest level, meaning those students were not even close to proficient. 74.5% got a one. But thank goodness, last school year, Baltimore City Schools got a $1.6 billion grant from taxpayers. Oh, my God. Oh. And you paid for it. Now more than ever. Don't you need a little something something? A little good news. Let's I do need it.
3: Some good news, baby.
2: Now it's important on a Friday. If you're new to the program, this is what we do. We give you at least something to make you smile. We got a couple somethings, actually. You know how I feel, my boyfriend Steve Hartman. <laughs>
3: Does he know? He He does
2: not know that he is my boyfriend. I have adopted him as my boyfriend. I love him.
3: Eh, poor guy.
2: I love his storytelling. And he does this on CBS, uh, Nora O'Donnell, blah, blah, blah. But I love this story because it is about education. And it's about an ugly chapter of American history that was made right 66 years later. I hope you enjoy it.
0: Never mind the limousine, marching band, and red carpet. What amazes 75-year-old Marvin Jones the most is that he's back at his old high school, period. Because when I left Brunswick High School in 1966,
1: I said
0: I would never return. It was a different time. Schools across the South were desegregating, including Brunswick High in Lawrenceville, Virginia where it fell to Marvin and these 14 other kids to take that first painful step. On the bus, the students would bring KKK flyers. And when I would come down the hall, they'd close their nose and say, here comes a skunk, okay? I felt as if I had leprosy. Even decades later, those memories haunted. So to heal, Marvin decided to put pen to paper, writing letters to the very students who tormented him. What did you say in the letters? I would tell what each person had done to me. Marvin wrote about 90 such letters to former classmates, pouring out his pain whether people wanted to hear it or not, and most didn't. But one of the letters he mailed struck a different tone, and that letter was very well received. That is he. The recipient was Paul Fleshed. Marvin says Paul was one of the few students who never bullied him or said an unkind word. Really touched me. Marvin wrote. There were many days that I wanted to scrap up a conversation with you and that I perceived you as one of the students I could have been friends Did you get a sense that he was trying to open a door? Absolutely. And when you saw that, what did you think? I thought, well, I'm gonna go through that door. Hey, buddy. (laughs) Marvin and Paul became close friends. Good to see you. you. (laughs) And that friendship eventually led to this.
3: We acknowledge their sacrifice. We celebrate their legacy.
0: Last week, Paul and other leaders in the community hosted a ceremony honoring the Brunswick 15, those 15 brave children who were once treated like untouchables, now embraced with open arms it means a lot it means that we have overcome a lot Marvin used to say he never had one good day at Brunswick High School but almost 60 years later looks like maybe he finally has Steve Hartman on the road
2: in Lawrenceville Virginia oh that's fantastic I love that And we also found this one i just think this is dear and it's brief and i'm just gonna read it to you because in a world where i can so easily say i hate everybody it's not true because there's so much goodness out there how about this in the hustle and bustle of our daily lives we often forget the incredible power that simple acts of kindness and concern can wield in an inspiring story of heroism a young man recently proved that a single question are you okay Make the difference between life and death. 16 year old Jamie was on his way to the store when he noticed a stranger sitting alone on the edge of a bridge. I was just on my way to the American sweet shop to buy some Gatorade when I saw this guy in his 30s sitting on the ledge of the bridge, he told, Humans of Dublin. I just thought, wow. I stopped and I asked him if he was okay, but I knew from the look in his eyes he was not. And he didn't say anything either, but I saw tears coming from his eyes. I pleaded with him for a while to come down and sit on the steps, and eventually he did. Over the next 45 minutes, Jamie listened attentively as the stranger shared his burdens. We sat on the sidewalk on the south side and talked for about 45 minutes, he said, about what was happening to him, why he was feeling that way. I couldn't leave him there alone. I had to go, though, so I was going to ring an ambulance, Jamie recalled. I told him they could help him feel better, but he was, Please don't call them. I'm fine. I just want to walk around for a while. I'm going to be okay. The man eventually accepted Jamie's request, was taken to a hospital before departing at the two exchanged phone numbers. Jamie continued, about three months ago, the man texted me that his wife was pregnant, that they're having a boy, and that they're naming him after me. Can you believe that? They're going to name their child after me. He said in that moment that he approached the man. He was just about to jump, and those few words saved his life. But they're still ringing in his head every day. Are you okay? I can't really understand how those words could save his life. But he told me, imagine if nobody ever asked you that. Beautiful story. To look around and realize we can be fussy. But we can also be feeling. All right. Bad jokes. One from (laughs) Schmobby. It's so bad. It's next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is the favorite part of our week. It means the end of the week, but it's also just silly, and by golly, we deserve it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I just flew in from New York, and boy, my arm's tired. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. <laughs> Anywho,
3: welcome to the Comedy Club. Won't you give it up to Wendy and Brock for Bad Joke Friday?
2: Dr. Richard Rafferty's joke is always the first, and here's how it goes. A man says to his wife after 25 years of marriage, Honey, 25 years ago, we had a cheap apartment, a cheap car. We slept on a sofa bed, we watched a 10-inch black and white TV, but I got to sleep at night with a hot 25-year-old blonde. Now we have a nice house, a nice car, big comfortable bed, and a big screen TV, but I'm sleeping with a 50-year-old woman seems to me that you're not holding up your side of things, he says. Huh, what a break! Uh-huh. The wife, being a very reasonable woman, said, well, go out and find a hot 25-year-old blonde and I will make sure that you will, once again, be living in a cheap apartment, <laughs> driving a cheap car, and sleeping on a pull-out sofa bed. There you go. Thank you, Doc Rafferty. <laughs> he always has a good one.
3: No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. My girlfriend bar- borrowed $100 from me. We broke up three years later, and she returned exactly $100. Hmm. I lost interest in that relationship. Now I'm just left alone. I deserve some credit for that.
2: That's cute. That was good. I like that. Two cowboys were lost in the desert. One cowboy saw a tree draped in bacon. He shouts to his companion, look, it's a bacon tree. We're saved. The cowboy runs towards the tree and is shot to death in a hail of gunfire. It turns out it wasn't. A bacon tree it was a ham bush. I was going to cook alligator for uh, dinner, and then I realized I only had a crock pot.
1: Oh, I, I don't even know. What that, okay, go ahead.
2: <laughs> Whatever. I wasn't
3: able to make reservations at the library. They were completely booked.
2: A blonde man is in the bathroom, and his wife shouts, Did you find the shampoo? He answers, Yes, but I'm not sure what to do. It's for dry hair, and I just wet mine. I know. So stupid! Wow! <laughs> so stupid! So
3: here's schmobbies.
2: Oh, good, good, good.
3: What's Joe Biden's favorite kind of pasta?
2: Joe Biden's favorite kind of pasta.
3: Angel hair. <laughs> That is so bad. Shmavi has... Did he come up with that himself?
2: I hear these all day long. A blonde man shouts frantically into the phone. My wife is pregnant and her contractions are only two minutes apart. Is this her first child, asks the doctor. No, he shouts. This is her husband. Oh, God.
3: (laughs) What do you call someone who immigrated to Sweden?
2: A Swede?
3: An artificial Swedener.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, another blonde joke. Blonde man is in jail... The guard looks in his cell and sees him hanging by his feet. Just, what are you doing? He asks, hanging myself. The blonde replies, well, the rope should be around your neck, says the guard. I tried that, he replies, but then I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's bad joke Friday for a reason. Ladies to whomever
3: stole my Microsoft office, mm. I will find you. You have my word.
2: An Italian tourist asks, oh my gosh, another one, asks a blonde man, <laughs> why do scuba divers always fall backwards off their boats? To which the blonde man replies, well, if they fell forward, they'd still be in the boat.
3: What did the mirror say to Hunter? <laughs> what? Where'd you get that crack? <laughs>
2: friend told the blonde man, Christmas is on a Friday this year. The blonde man then said... Is this well, blonde man or blonde women? Let's hope it's not on the 13th. Oh, God. It's a lot of blondes. I'm moving on.
3: Advice from a pickle. <laughs> life can be hard sometimes. Deal with it. Relish every moment you share with those you love. The door to happiness is always ajar. If you want life to be sweet, you have to know what sour tastes like. Oh, God. Remember, life is... There's never a dull moment. Mm. Dill moment. Yes. So don't worry. In the end, everything will just be brine. Oh, gosh. Yeah. See,
2: the rule is we're not allowed to read these in advance either. Why did the broom get bad grades in school? It swept through class. He was always sweeping. I don't know. Oh. Who is the, the king of all school supplies? The ruler. <clears throat> Why did the m M&M and go to school, Brock? He wanted to be a smarty. Oh, God. I know. Sorry. A
3: husband asks his wife, hey, hun, can I use your laptop? I left mine at the office. Mm-hmm. Wife says, sure, go ahead. Husband turns on the wife's computer, and when it comes up, enter the password. The husband asks, hey, what's your password to sign in? Wife responds, oh, it's Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comic, Cupid, Donner, Blitz, and Tallahassee. Husband says, whoa, why on earth the password so long? His wife responded with, well, at least it Oh, boy. W- well, it asked me for eight characters and one capital. Oh,
2: We need to work on Brock's delivery. Maybe he needs to rehearse a little bit, right? Why did the toilet go on strike? I was tired of taking all the crap.
3: That's gross. What did one hat say to the other? What? You wait here. I'm going on ahead.
2: My dog used to chase people on a bike a lot. Got so bad, I had to take his bike away.
3: (laughs) Why is it bad to iron a four-leaf clover? Mm. Because you should never press your luck.
2: That's okay. That's a good one. We're I, we're going to end with that one. Ladies and gentlemen, have a safe, blessed weekend. Thanks for dealing with my ire today. Download our podcast, right? Wendy Bell Radio and get the app. Wendy Bell Radio Network. We love you. Peace.